This is a News Laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Reads. Hindi journalism and the emergence of modern Hindi, part three. The awareness of Hindi's importance in the first half of the twentieth century was imbued with its practical utility and inspired by inclusive nationalism. By Anand Vardhan. With the benefit of hindsight, one may say that a development in the last decade of the 19th century went a long way in setting the pace of growth of modern Hindi in the first half of the 20th century. In 1893, Nagari Pracharini Sabha was set up at Queen's College in Varanasi and it proved to be an important agent for carrying on the momentum of the Bharatiya Hindu age into the new century. In the course of time, it emerged as an organization which not only worked for the larger administrative and academic approval for the use of Devanagari script in Hindi, but also the development and preservation of the grammar, vocabulary and literature of the language. In the publication scene, Nagri Pracharani Sabha could be credited with paving the way for the publication of Hindi's most influential literary magazine in the initial decades of the 20th century. Chintamani Ghosh, the owner of publication group Indian Press based in Prayagraj, then Allahabad, pitched the idea of publishing a high-quality literary magazine in Hindi. Nagari Pracharani Sabha actively encouraged the idea and Saraswati started its journey in January 1900. Three years after its inception, Saraswati got its most illustrious editor, Acharya Mahavir Prasad Dvivedi, someone whose imprint on modern Hindi language and literature was so seminal that a whole era of it is called the Dvivedi era. According to scholar Bachchan Singh, Adhunik Hindi Sahitika Itihas, Lok Bharati Prakashan 2003, Acharya Dvivedi made Saraswati the address for finding excellent writings in Kariboli Hindi prose and poetry. In the process, the magazine introduced genres of short stories and literary criticism to modern Hindi. More significantly, its editorial process also consolidated Kariboli grammar and usage. Its editorial style included brackets for translating scientific terms in developing a scientific lexicon in Hindi too. The works of emerging writers of the time like Prem Chand and poets like Maithili Sharan Gupt found space in Saraswati. In 1930, Prem Chand himself became the founder editor of the literary magazine Hunts. With his death in 1936, the journal also disappeared until writer and editor Rajendra Yadav revived it 50 years later in 1986. With a mixed influence of the literary discourse in Allahabad University, the trend towards the new writing style and the editorial leadership of Dvivedi, Saraswati was giving a distinct shape to Kariboli. Saraswati didn't encourage the publication of works written in Avdi or Braj. The magazine believed in the multifaceted utility of Hindi. The use of tatsam words in the magazine made Sanskrit an important ally in the language of expression that the magazine had chosen for modern Hindi. In this context, it's relevant to recall the correspondence between British civil servant and linguist G.A. Grerson and Acharya Dvivedi, replying to Grerson, who was disappointed at the exclusion of Avdi and Braj in Saraswati, 
Dvivedi wrote, and I quote, We speak Hindi, and it is only right that we should write poetry in the language which we speak. The age of these Shudras, Keshav, Bihari is past. We must now adopt ourselves to the exigencies of the current times. It appears you are not in touch with the current Hindi literature. I am confident in about 20 years hence, not a single stanza of poetry will be composed in Braj Pasha or Avdhi. I am sending you separately two issues of Kanyakunj, a monthly magazine. Each contains a piece of poetry in Kariboli. I have received numerous letters, even from ladies, appreciating these pieces. Unquote. Along with Acharya Dvivedi, editors like Srinath Singh and Devi Dutt Shukla also steered Saraswati in the important phase of its influence. In the meantime, Nagari Pracharani Sabha organized Hindi Sahitya Sammelan in 1910 with the objective of promoting Hindi language and literature. Its inaugural session was held in Varanasi with Madan Mohan Malviya as its president. By the time it was held at Prayagraj, then Allahabad, in 1911, it had taken the form of an institution. It was headquartered at Prayagraj and its branches were established in different parts of the country. In the first half of the 20th century, Hindi Sahitya Samelan also emphasized the need to make Hindi a part of the consciousness of the national movement for independence. In pursuit of this objective, the organization was encouraged by and benefited from the presence of Mahatma Gandhi, who chaired the 1918 and 1935 sessions of Hindi Sahitya Samelan. Along with its reflection on the importance of Hindi in his work, Hind Swaraj, in 1909, Gandhi's participation in Hindi Sahitya Samelan made him a part of the belief in a school of thought which was exploring the possibilities of Hindi to serve as a link language in multilingual India. While the awareness of Hindi's importance was imbued with its practical utility and inspired by inclusive nationalism, there was a trend of the deification of Hindi too. In an article published in November 2001, Professor Charu Gupta talked about a section of Hindi votaries which had visualized Hindi in goddess form as well as a mother figure. This found expression in very simple poetic slogans too. For instance, these lines published in 1992 in Rashtriya Murli, and I quote, Hum Hindi tan hai, Hindi mata hamari. Bhasha hum sabki Hindi hai. Asha hum sabki matra Hindi hai. Bharat ki to pran yahi Hindi hai. Unquote. To paraphrase, and I quote, Hindi is our mother. Hindi is the language of all. Hindi is our only hope and it's the life of India. Unquote. Irrespective of the form it took, Hindi's ambitions in this period had two different directions. While Hindi placed itself as the people's language in the north, central and some parts of East India, it also wanted to emerge as the language of intellectual discourse in national life. These different forms of Hindi's self-image were evident in Hindi news journalism of the time. Starting as a weekly in 1913, before turning into a daily, Pratap preferred simple conversational language. The editorial style of the paper, developed by its founder editor Ganesh Shankar Vidyarthi, gave space to the use of colloquial words and local dialects along with Khari Boli. Though Vidyarthi also edited the literary magazine Prabha, 
He was known for his association with Pratap, which continued to be written in people's language. It was, however, seven years later that news journalism in modern Hindi saw its most influential developments. Shiv Prasad Gupta, the former ruler of Azmatgarh and subsequently a rich landlord of the region, was associated with the national movement through his closeness to Congress leaders. He used to finance programs of the party leaders, including that of Mahatma Gandhi. During his world tour, Gupta was very impressed with the Times, the newspaper published from London. On his return to India in 1920, he worked on the idea of publishing a Hindi newspaper which could bring news and perspectives from the national movement to the people. His ideas finally became a reality on September 6, 1920, when the news daily, Aaj, started getting published. Baburao Vishnu Paratkar was chosen to edit the paper. He was an anti-British revolutionary, a scholar who also had experience in working for papers like Hitvarti, Hindi edition, and Bharat Mitra. However, in the initial years, Paratkar had to work with the chief editor, Babu Shri Prakash. This arrangement was primarily guided by the fact that Aj was using the Reuters news agency to cover world news. With its international coverage, the paper wanted to make English dailies unnecessary for a section of its bilingual readers. After Shri Prakash's departure in 1924, it was the editorial leadership of Paratkar with R.R. Khadilkar, which became synonymous with Aj. In their respective works, Lakshmi Shankar Vyas in Paratkarji or Patrakarita, Bharatiya Gnyat Peet, 1960, and Sevanti Nainan in Headlines from the Heartland Sage in 2007, have dwelt on many aspects of how Aj became central to the development of the language of Hindi news journalism. The paper sought to adopt the code of conduct followed in the New York Times. Its office became a laboratory for developing the vocabulary and usage of news journalism in Hindi. It was a place where there was a continuing discourse on the word craft, grammar and other nuances of the language. It worked on formalizing a definite pattern of using words and deriving it from Sanskrit to meet modern demands adding Shri before the name and the use of Rashtrapati as an equivalent of, and I quote, precedent, unquote, were initiated in the pages of Aj. The paper reflected on grammatical points which had repercussions on how Kariboli would be written in the future. The discussions ranged from which type of sentences should have ko following the noun to owner Shiv Prasad Gupta's curiosity about whether the word surang was the appropriate word for, and I quote, tunnel, unquote, as there are other connotations of the word too. Paratkar viewed Hindi as a national language and he borrowed 200 words from other Indian languages. These words were used in pages of Aj, thus enriching the Kariboli Hindi. The seriousness with which Aj addressed the work of developing modern Hindi could be gauged from the fact that the paper formed a trust called Gyan Mandal. The trust was mandated to develop a lexicon for Hindi journalism and research on Devnagri fonts for printing. Khandilkar gave appropriate scientific vocabulary to Hindi journalism and many terms now used in reporting and discussing financial affairs also had their origins in Aj. Mudra Switi, for example, as an equivalent of inflation.
it would be wrong to say that Paradkar only encouraged formal and refined language. He also published Premchand's short stories written in simple language and he believed that Premchand made Hindi accessible to the common man. This was a period in which a trend in Hindi papers was debated. A stream of Hindi journalism tried to strengthen the use of Sanskrit words or Sanskrit origin words while doing away with the use of Persian and Urdu words and even sounds or phonetics related to the latter. Madan Mohan Malviya, for instance, asked in an editorial for Abhyuday, set up in 1930, and I quote, Hindi mein bindi kyu? Why have a dot in Hindi? Unquote. According to some scholars like Amrit Rai in Hindi Nationalism Orient Longman 2000, such tendencies had the seeds of Hindi nationalism. The 1930s and the 1940s witnessed the birth of Hindustan in 1936 from the Hindustan Times group and Dainik Jagran in 1942. Both newspapers became important Hindi dailies after independence. Although Hindi didn't receive constitutional recognition as a national language, it was given the status of an official language. What was the role of Hindi journalism in the journey of modern Hindi after independence? What trends influenced it the most? The nationalist trend, the Sanskrit-inspired form of purity or the effortlessness of regular everyday language or a combination of all these? More significantly, what has been the impact of almost three decades of economic liberalization and globalization on Hindi journalism and in turn, how has it influenced contemporary Hindi? We will briefly address these questions in the last part of the series. This piece was narrated to you by Jinsi Thomas. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.